Attentive teaching, advocating calm, cultivating resilience. Hi, this is Cindy Schwartz at Attentive Teaching. In this episode, we talk about another real issue that many of us have faced in our classrooms, the oppositional student. How many of you have had a student in your classroom who defies class rules, annoys other students intentionally, blames others for their mistakes, loses their temper often, and is usually angry and irritable? Well, I certainly have had students like that in my classroom, and sometimes there have been more than one. Henry David Thoreau, the 19th century naturalist, prolific writer, and philosopher once said, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation, always advocating calm, peaceful retreats into nature as a way of regrouping and rejuvenation. Thoreau lived for two years, two months, and two days by Walden Pond in Concord, Massachusetts, discovering and ultimately modeling a simpler, more committed way to living mindfully and ethically. Respect for nature and the simplicity of its complexity was how Thoreau hoped we would all live our lives. But how do we do that? How do we deal with students who are leading lives of quiet desperation and are unable to self-regulate and be less oppositional and reactive in the classroom? Well, perhaps we need to bend with the wind as teachers by thinking outside the box, by attempting more creative and positive reinforcement strategies while making sure to establish clear parameters and consequences about what is and what is not acceptable in our classrooms. Edutopia tells us that up to 16% of all children and 40% of students diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder have oppositional defiant disorder, sometimes called ODD. So what does a teacher do if this student is in their classroom? Well, if this happens, where a student is losing their temper, defying your rules, arguing with you deliberately, annoying other students deliberately, try this. These methods have worked for me, and I wonder if they might work for you. Just breathe with your student. Both you and your student should take deep, deep breaths together. Model the self-soothing behavior that you would like to see your students learn. Or ask your student to express what's wrong. Ask your student to write what's wrong. Validate their feelings and share when you have felt that way too. When a teacher shows compassion and vulnerability, it allows a student to feel safe and compassionate and vulnerable as well. Or move this student to a quiet part of the room by telling them that you need them to help you teach something to the others. Always have backup work for the class to do while you are handling a child that needs your immediate attention. Then follow through and ask the student to either help you distribute work to the other students or help you set up your technology. Use that as a distraction to simplify the child's feelings that are hyperactive at that time. Make positive reinforcement always your first go-to. Praise the student's ability to focus, self-regulate, and contribute. Or maybe you ask the student to help you teach a class in the future. Ask the student to tell you about their hobbies and interests so that you can tailor a class that allows them to share their passions. Or you can encourage the entire class to take a break from their classwork and color. Have mindful coloring books on hand or copies of mandalas for coloring for days like these. Or you could ask the student to quickly come up to your desk because you have something special you need to show them. 
always have a self-soothing type of squeeze ball, a visual picture of a serene ocean or a lake, or an interesting vintage item, like an old transistor radio, a flip phone, a pager on hand, something interesting that will immediately distract the student. Ask the student if any of these items interest them and ask them why. The goal here is to calm the student's hyperarousal response and to move them into a different direction for the moment. Shift from only giving grades for exams to project-based assessments. Many students are negatively affected by numerical grades and exams in general. Grade their understanding of a topic by an art piece, a music piece, or something they have physically built to illustrate their understanding. Think outside the box. And if you have been unable to help this student calm down or self-soothe, and the student is either becoming physically unstable or unable to be settled down at all, then use your in-class intercom system to contact the main office for additional help. After class, reach out to the student's parents, letting them know what transpired in the classroom today, your efforts to help calm your student down, and ask for any and all information that might help you understand if the student had recently or not recently experienced any trauma or had any issues with oppositional behavior in the past. Experts tell us that negative reinforcement and inconsistencies in parenting at home can often contribute to ODD. You need a window into the student's life outside of the classroom. Reach out to your school's social worker and the school psychologist for an assessment of the student's past academic and emotional performance. And finally, bend with the wind. Like we said, find creative ways and positive ways to address oppositional behavior. Model self-regulating behavior yourself. Have your classes quiet down with meditation chimes, breathing exercises, physical movement, and lots of praise. Henry David Thoreau also tells us that it's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. So see the whole child, inquire about the child's history, and finally love the child. Child experts tell us that oppositional behavior can be softened by consistent positive reinforcement, compassion, parameters, and consequences that are fair, developmentally appropriate, and sensible. I hope this has provided you with some doable tips on identifying and addressing oppositional students in your classroom. Let me know if these tips work for you or if you have any suggestions on what you have done in your classroom to address oppositional behavior. Please reach out on our website or our social media pages to tell us. Thank you for joining us today on Attentive Teaching. Join us each Monday for a new podcast that sheds light on the challenges we all face in the classroom. Visit us at attentiveteaching.com where you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest pages. Subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. This has been Cindy Schwartz. So nice of you to stop by. I wish you a beautiful teaching day tomorrow and great peace in your classroom. On Wednesday, November 4th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Attentive Talks holds a conversation with real teachers in real time to discuss real issues. This week, a potluck conversation. Bring any and all issues, topics, concerns you have that deal with either education or politics, economics, or anything that's on your mind. How have these issues made you feel lately? Has your work in the classroom been affected by these feelings? If you'd like to join our weekly chat, join our private Facebook group, Attentive Talks, where we post our Zoom info. Attentive Talks, this Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. 
Attentive Talk is a project of Attentive Teaching, where advocating calm and cultivating resilience are our number one priorities.